Hi, everyone. This is Greg Harton. I'm the editorial page editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Today, I'm with uh, Rusty Turner, our editor here in Northwest Arkansas. And we have the privilege of uh, in interviewing Mayor Lionel Jordan of the city of Fayetteville. Uh, and he has been uh, the mayor of Fayetteville since 2009. And prior to that, he was the alderman in Ward 4, the western part of uh, Fayetteville. And, uh, and uh, I guess when you were uh, a city council member, you were uh, working up at the University of Arkansas uh, in, in that prior professional life that probably seems like a few years uh, ago now. But um, the mayor is running for reelection in the November 3rd uh, election, and he uh, uh, faces, I think, three challengers. Um, and uh, we appreciate you being here today. It's great to be here. Thank you all for inviting me. Yeah, so uh, give us an idea of um, kind of what your thought process was in terms of deciding to run for mayor again and uh, uh, what you'd like to do with another four-year term. Well, you know, you all know me pretty well, and I love serving the people. I've served people all my life. I served people at the University of Arkansas. When I was on city council, I served people there. Now I'm serving the whole city, so to speak. Uh, and and uh, like I said, I've served folks all my life. There's a lot of things that we want to do. You know, we just passed a $226 million bond last year. I want to continue to work on that, get those projects out, get them established. Uh, I want to continue to, to work, at, as you know, uh, on environmental issues. You, we have uh, in the last, uh, six years, I believe we have preserved 1300 acres of urban forest and green space in the city. I think that's important to leave to the next generations coming on. I want to continue to work on our business business uh, engine, if you will. And uh, right now our sales tax dollars are doing very, doing very well considering the pandemic we have gone through. This pandemic has really, has been a challenge. Uh, and I don't mind telling you that, but uh, when I came into office, if you remember, we had the worst recession since the depression and $3 million ice storm in my first three weeks. So it was not, it was not as, as they say, when you start off, it's kind of a honeymoon period. I didn't have much of a honeymoon period when I first came into office, but uh, we got through that. So it's given me the experience and, and I believe the trust of the people to continue on to serve them. And uh, there's a lot of things I want to do, uh, but the, that bond has got 10 questions and a whole bunch of, of things that uh, we're going to be working on. In that respect, continuing to take care of the environment. You know, the people of this city loves their green space and their, their trees and their parks and their trails. Uh, and then make sure that, uh, you know, our business climate is still continuing to move on. And it's, it's remained relatively solid. We've had some rough spots. Anytime you get a, a pandemic, it's going to affect the economy. But, you know, it's an interesting balance of keeping the people safe and being sure that your economic uh, engine continues to move forward in the city. So I want to continue to do that. Um, and I want to continue to serve. And that's why I'm doing it again. All right. Well, some of the, um, you know, we'll, we'll touch on some of the, I guess, criticisms or the, mm -hmm. some of the uh, uh, notions that I would probably be lobbed at anybody who is seeking a fourth uh, uh, or I, yeah, I guess it would be fourth term. Um, uh, and, and you've heard it. It's that, 
you know, you've served long enough and it's time to let somebody else come in and lead the city and provide kind of a fresh perspective. Why, why do you feel like that? That's not an argument. Because I think I'm a real solid leader. I'm strong. I'm energetic. I have vision. You know, here's what's interesting, Greg. I know how to, I've been here so long and I've been here almost 50 years. I know how the people think. I think I, I know what the people want and I'm prepared to deliver that. I think the people know that. Um, I've been a, a solid in my beliefs. Uh, there's several things that I think we, we need to move forward and do. And uh, I have that kind of vision. I have that kind of strength. I have that kind of drive. I love being in the midst of the people. As, as I always tell folks, this place is uh, like no other place for me. I can't uh, think of a place that, that, that I would love anymore or want to serve anymore. And I want to continue to serve. I have uh, just the, the bond program alone, we're going to be pushing out $50 million between now and uh, the end of December to put in the economy, which is really going to help, it, help us. And you got to know what you're doing when you're looking at those bond questions because all 10 of them have their own separate funding and you could have an overrun in any of those 10 questions. And I'm on those every day. And that's where the experience comes in. And I, like I said, I feel strong, I'm healthy. I want to serve, I'm energetic, I got vision and I, I'm going to, I want to continue to move this city progressively forward. Mayor, I, I know you've heard this criticism before and you've answered this question before, but uh, I, I just want to, uh, I want to give you an opportunity to answer it again. Um, uh, one of the criticisms is that is that the city of Fayetteville is hard to do business with, uh, that the cost of development, the cost of doing business in the city is too high. And uh, um, respond to that, if you would, for me. What's, what's your response when you hear folks say things like that? Well, one, the way I respond to that, if you look at our building permits, and I would certainly encourage you to look at those. If you look at our residential building permits, they're up. If you look at our commercial, they took a little sag because of the pandemic, but they're, re they're remaining strong. And if you, if you combine both of them, our building permits are actually up combined from what they were last year during the pandemic. So people are moving here, people are building here. Um, and as far as the business climate, uh, our businesses, we're still seeing new businesses open up in this city. Uh, so people are wanting to come here. When, you end, when you're a city that's in the top five of cities in the United States, there's a reason for that. You're doing something right. And people want to come here. They want to live. They want their houses built here. They want to live here. They want to go to the schools here. They want to go to the University of Arkansas. And we are a draw for people. Is the building cost expensive? Yeah, we have, we have a high expectation of keeping this city beautiful. And, but we also encourage people to come here and build. And if, if people thought it was too expensive to build here, we wouldn't see those building permits going up. They'd be going down, but they're not. So people want to come here, they want to live here, and they, they want to build here. So is, is your thought process that, that the, um, the builders who, you know, kind of grouse about the development standards and, and the cost of building in Fayetteville and how the other communities are easier to do business with. Is your contention that Fayetteville basically can't afford to have a high standard and 
and you know that if they don't want to meet it then you know there are plenty of people who will well what what i'm trying to say to, to the developers and, and you know i have a few come in but you know the the vast majority of the developers i talk to want to build here they want to set up shop here they're they're and we have done an online streamlined system where they can do a, a lot of the complaints that I get from developers, it takes too long to get their um, plans out. So what we've done, we've streamlined our process where they can get online now and get on a computer and punch it in. They don't have to stand in line. They don't have to wait. They can they can get on our streamlined computer program and, and it speeds up their process. Um, but uh, to, you know, we do have uh, cost impact fees and things like that we do to protect um, the uh, green space. We do have that. Um, but uh, I have not, I've had a few developers that complain, but the vast majority do not complain about doing business in this city. And we've streamlined the process for them. I want them to build here. I want people to have their houses here and, you know, however they want you know, live in apartments, if they want to live in an apartment. Um, we're a welcoming, you know, I think we're a real friendly city, a real good city to live, good place to put roots down, got great schools. That's a draw for us. So yeah, there's a little bit uh, of overcoming the development process. I, I would agree with that. But you know, at the end of the day, this is a great place to live. We're in the top five of cities. To, I know that's a regional award. But, you know, of course, every mayor will probably tell you that they think their city's the best place in the region. Anyway, that being said, um, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be much of a mayor if I didn't say that one. Um, but I, I love living here, and I think people love to live here. They want to put roots down here. And I think that the, the development folks, they want to build houses for them. But vast majority yeah. of folks. And we've streamlined the process. Yeah, I, I think I have heard once or twice that you love this city. <laughs> I absolutely do. Let me ask you a question there. Don't you just love this city? Yes, <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> okay, let's. Well, we have right. got that established. The uh, so so in past campaign, you you've um, uh, you've talked about you know that your strategy is long term smart growth. Uh, give me a sense of of what the, you know people hear that and they hear different things. Um, uh, what does that mean to you? And, well, and how how is that different than what you know Bentonville or Rogers or Springdale or any other of the towns in Northwest Arkansas might be doing? I, I think some of the things that we put an emphasis on is infill in this city. Um, that's one thing that we're uh, doing. I know that some of the smart growth measures that we take is uh, you know there is a, a low impact development strategies that we use. Um, there is you know, um, we try to be a bridge. There's folks that really want it to infill, but yet they want to protect their neighborhoods. I, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you, this can be a little complex because I deal with it every day in the office. You got folks that want to keep their, their neighborhood like it's always been. So we have traditional folks that live in this city. And then we have people that are moving here and they want their, their homes, Maybe on the outside, you know, outside of town, someone to to have infill. So we 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 constantly are a bridge between uh, the uh, smart growth, new urbanism 
uh, process and also the traditional homes. And it, it's, it, it can be a little challenging because uh, if, if you re remember just the 10 foot driveway issue we got into about a year ago, uh, people were concerned they want to have a, a house with an attached two car garage. And then uh, some folks felt that the garage needed it. And it was quite a, took us a couple months to get through that. But that's, but we tried to be in the administration of bridge between the two and, and, uh, and, and, uh, and work it out. I mean, most of my stuff is problem solving. I try to be a problem solver, not a problem creator. Um, uh, and I think that's important in this day and time that you be a problem solver, that there's a lot of issues. There's the issues in field, but folks don't want their uh, neighborhoods gentrified. And then there's the issue with sprawl. You know, you don't want it to sprawl out so far that it stretches your city services. So that may not be the answer you're looking for, but it is a constant thing that you have to adapt to. Every day, it's something different. I mean, if, if COVID-19 is it's not, it's taught me anything is that every day is new. Every day is an adjustment. You never know what the day is going to bring. And in development, it's the same way. You have folks that are strong on infield. You have folks strong on maybe a single home with a front yard and a backyard. So in the, the midst of all that. And you got to grow it smart. You've got, you, you're, we're looking at, like, if you look at our energy action plan, what we have done is to get clean energy in this city. And we set a goal to have our city buildings, city, city structures on clean energy by 2030. Well, we've hit 72% of that in three years. We got a national award um, for that effort to get us off the fossil fuels and get us into the clean energy. So smart growth, we need to look at those. We need to look at the electric cars. I, I've gone to some of the uh, meetings where they've just got all kinds of ideas. It's brand new for me. You know, I'm, you know, I'm in, into the car, you pull it down the gear and drive and then you don't push a lot of buttons and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm learning that there's uh, new ways to develop the city. I mean, in the smart growth, initiatives that we did when I first got on the council has changed in the last 10 years. And you have to, you have to, you have to go with what that change is. You have to adapt to that change. Sometimes you go completely full bore into the, 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 the change, but you also got to keep in mind that the city sometimes may not be quite ready for all that change all at once. So you have to take your time and work your way into those changes. But, um, to me, smart growth, it's just what it says. It's, you look at the growth, every, every development that we look at is its own individual development. And that's what's interesting about this. Sometimes it's a good place for it to be developed at, at in some place, times it's not. And then how are they development? Are they energy efficient homes? Are they not? You gotta look at all that. And you gotta look at your energy standards that you've set as a city. And uh, it's uh, can be a little bit testing and trying at times, but it's worth the effort. It, uh, it's a city that's, uh, as I said, a very forward thinking, progressive moving city. And I'm very proud of that fact. So it's a, a bridge between the traditional and the, and the new. Yeah, that that's was, was going to be my the kind of the theme of my next question is a lot of times the kind of the, the concerns or the complaints that I hear and I'm sure you hear is really the tension between, well, this is the way we've done it. This is the way that got Fayetteville to where it 
is today. And now you're wanting to introduce something that is like an experiment, uh, the, you know, uh, you know, and that that's whether it's, it's housing development, uh, business development, or, uh, even as simple as, uh, you know, I hear people that talk about uh, that. I mean, really get bent out of shape about, you know, we build these city streets and then we put barriers in the city streets to, to keep people from driving and using the city streets uh, uh, as efficiently as they could, you know, to slow traffic down. Um, and I, you know, I think you probably hear from people on those types of issues as much as you do on some of the really huge issues. So, so how, how do you, in a new term, strike a balance between those two, those two kind of competing forces? Well, the first thing you do, um, Greg, you don't, was my granddaddy, you say you don't get too wrapped around the axle. You don't get all shook up. You know, you, you, you stay solid, you stay set, steady, and you do have to try new things. Now, I will, I will give you that. The, the mayor is, uh, I'll throw 10 things out there and I may just hit on three, but if I was a baseball player for a career, I'd be in the baseball hall of fame. But that being said, yes, it, it is a challenge, but you know, sometimes you have to try things. Now, things that don't work, you know what? I'll be the first one to say, okay, that didn't work. We're not gonna do that again, but you gotta try. If you're gonna be a progressive thinking, city and you're going to move things forward, sometimes you got to think a little bit outside the box. <laughs> now I'm thinking about a box, but anyway, uh, we don't want to go there today, but anyway, <laughs> but you got, you know, you got to push the envelope sometimes. You got to keep the city moving forward. There's one thing that we know that, what is that old saying that says there's one thing constant about change. It's always constant. Uh, it, it's change is always going to happen and you got to change with it. If, if you just, if you take a plant and you plant it and you let it just sit there in the same pot and it's the same size, well, you can water it and take care of it and, like you've always done. But if you don't put it in a bigger pot and let those roots grow, then that plant will eventually wither and die because it becomes just bound where it is in its container. We got to, we got to, we got to open, you know, we got to, get in a bigger container, we got we got to push the borders. Now, I'm not saying I'm always right. Sometimes I make mistakes. I'm going to give you that. I make mistakes every day, but they're working mistakes. And I'm trying to do the very best I know how for this city and to keep it moving forward. And I'm, I'm telling you, in this region, in this region, if you're not moving forward, and we're not the only city that's moving on a lot of these, you know, slow streets and, and, uh, and, uh, protected bike lanes and things like that. Other cities are doing it too. Now you try it, if it doesn't work, you take it out and I'll be the first one to say, okay, it didn't work. Let's, you know, let's see if it works somewhere else. And you've got to be constant on the move and know that, that change is constant. You've got, you've got to move with it. You've got to be open. And then you got to admit when you make a mistake and say, okay, I made a mistake. But I'm, you know, I have a sign in my office that says dare to fail. The only mistake you make around here is do nothing. So, we're not just, not, I'm not just going to do nothing. I'm going to, I'm going to move forward. Mayor, uh, you know, in addition to the pandemic nationally, our, our country has been faced with this, this national reckoning on, on uh, race and, and social justice. And uh, um, 
that has manifested itself a little bit in uh, locally uh, in Fayetteville with the with the discussion about the new police station, which was approved in the bond issue you mentioned earlier. So talk to me a little bit about um, uh, about the process uh, that that's ongoing about um, uh, getting that station designed and under construction. Tell me tell me a little bit where we are there and and how that how that um, the the conversation about social justice is is affecting that. Okay, I, well, and I think, and this may take me a little while to get through this because it was one of the 10 questions that we did. And we worked on those questions and, 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 and everybody needs to keep in mind, it's not, that's not the only, only thing I'm working on on this, this bond program. There's like nine other things in there and each, each funding is siloed off. And I, I'll get to the point here, but I'll, I gotta kind of, you know, we, we have time here today and I want to explain how this all came about. In, uh, in uh, 2015, I know the Chief Tabor and I was talking about, we could see that we were paying this bond. We paid the, we're paying the bond debt off. And I had a huge bond debt when I came into this office. And I could see by about 2019, yeah, 2019, we were gonna have that bond paid off. Which meant that we could be looking at an, another set of bond issues, putting before the people and seeing what they wanted. And keep in mind, when I put those, that bond package together, there are 10 separate questions. They all have their own separate funding. So you can't take funding from one of those and put them somewhere else. So they're all locked in and the bonds have been sold. So during that, Chief Tabor and I, and then at the time assistant uh, chief, Reynolds was involved on starting to plan for a police headquarters building in Glass. In 2016, four years ago, we started really getting serious about it. I went to, uh, they had an FOP meeting. They called me in and wanted to know what my position was on the police headquarters bill. And I said, within this next term, <laughs> I, will have, I will be building on a police headquarters building that y'all have waited on 20 years. And I came back and my chief of staff then, Don Marr, said, what were you thinking? We said, how do you know we're gonna get all that done? I said, well, you know, Don, we'll never know until we try. That was just one of the issues too. And I mean, we got parks and we got roads and all this stuff, we were putting all this together at the same time. So in 2016, you know, that was an issue during the last campaign, you know, how that all rolled. And, uh, but uh, that was brought up during that. And I said, we'll have one and we're on course we're on time and on budget with the police headquarters building right now and my goal was to be breaking ground on that by the end of december or the first of january and we're on budget and we're on time with that and then uh when the uh, uh course when the when the stephen carr incident occurred I told the chief, I said, chief, I want you to go and work on the design of that police headquarters building because I want to be sure that this an incident like this never happens again. And a chief and a mayor and a department and a city doesn't have to go through something like this again. So, so at that point in time, he went to work on it. And uh, then the pandemic hit in March. I mean, now, now we moved from Chief Tabor to Chief Reynolds. The people, we took it to a vote of the people in 2019. They passed it by 71%. It 
it wasn't it just barely passed and, and I got to tell you when I was visiting and I had 18 public input sessions so when people tell you nobody knew I don't know where they were because I had 18 public input sessions with uh, the 10 for 10 people and most of them were the mayor was at the podium feeling questions much like that I'm feeling today and answering and of course the big issue was the was the arts corridor as you remember and uh, um, so uh, but you know nobody really had many questions at all about the police headquarters bill and everybody was very supportive of it and all the public input meetings then we had the the terrible incident with George Floyd that occurred which I think you know it's it it, uh, it stirred this this country to its foundations I really believe and started the conversation of uh, that we've had to we've needed to have for a while not only here but all across the United States and um, I was very proud we had 4,000 people at the square during that time and my police department knelt with the protesters that night and so did I we didn't have any instance of violence where there were some other instances in other places, but it didn't happen here. There's a reason for that. It's because of the kind of police force that we have. They're excellently trained. I've had them trained in uh, diversity, equity, uh, quality uh, since I've been in this office, make sure they had that kind of training. And that's the kind of people they are and kind of leadership that they have. I think we have an excellent police department. And I put that on that because I supported it. I supported it then. I supported it. I support it now. We're going to support it in the future. And at the same time, I respect that we need to have these conversations about systemic racism. It needs to happen. We need to sit down at the table, work these situations out. We're going to have a listening. We're going to have a listening time, I think, Tuesday. And that should be very interesting. Um, everybody, uh, some of the council members just wants an open mic where Everybody can kind of say what they want to. We're going to do that. We're going to hear, but it did, from the from folks. But at the end of the day, uh, with uh, you know, the council just passed the rezoning Tuesday night. That means that a building's going to be built, and you can't use that funds for anything else. So, you know, now we're going to hear from more from more from the people. But uh, we've had uh, speak up on our city website, and we sent out a thousand letters to the neighborhood. I think a quarter of a mile neighborhood to get their opinion on the police headquarters building. We got 600 replies back. Everybody was uh, in overwhelmingly, there was a few, there's overwhelmingly in favor of it. So we're moving forward with it. And uh, then we're trying to address uh, social justice issues. Same, I've been a strong proponent of social justice. Uh, and uh, we have a welcoming plan that welcomes people from all over the world in this city. Very proud of that. Very proud of my stand on LGBTQ rights. I was there for that, and uh, I support African-Americans. I have an African-American advisory committee. Uh, we just uh, passed um, um, a resolution that says racism is a uh, public health crisis. There's three committees out of the African-American uh, advisory committee that I'm working with. Uh, they're looking at policing, community health as a whole, uh, workforce training. That's another thing on that bond I'm very proud of, workforce training. It's give people a decent living wage. They're trained in the professions that, uh, um, where they can get a, a good paying uh, wage. And we see that with a lot of the 
minority folks, they're not getting the same wages and it, uh, and that needs to be addressed. We're going to address that with workforce training. So that's some of the issues we're working on with, with uh, social justice and with the police headquarters bill. And I, I support that police headquarters building. I do. Now, I know I'm paying some criticism for that, but I, I'm going to support it and we're going to build it. Yes. Uh, Mayor, the, the, I think the concern of, of some of the folks that are, I, I guess, a little concerned about the police, uh, the support for the police is they've heard some of these calls for spending that money elsewhere or, uh, and I understand legally speaking, it can't be spent elsewhere, but there is a lot of discussion about, you know, the design of the building and, and, you know, how that money is actually going to get spent as to whether it's going to be for, you know, what people would classically think of as a police station, or is it going to be shifted around to where it's, it's uh, going to be used for community rooms and, and more things like that, that people wouldn't necessarily, at least traditionally, consider part of a police station. So uh, where, where are you going with that? Well, and, and yeah, I think that's interesting, Greg, because right now we've got the, the rezoning, so we know the building's going to be built. Now, the design of the building, what we had, what we had when we, were, we took it to a vote of the people was, you know, the operation side of it, the administration side of it, and then an indoor firing range. Well, I'm hearing a lot of conversations about wanting to add something, or, and I think uh, one of the things that we need to consider, too, is that the chief, wants to make sure that his officers are secure and safe. He does, and I support that. But, you know, we're, all, we're also open to new policing methods. Uh, we're also looking, uh, there's, there's room to expand on that too. So you could put other things on there. I think what we basically have right now is a basically a police headquarters building. I think they do have a community room in there where people can have meetings, but it is basically a police headquarters building with the ability to expand. I think there's another, gosh, I wish I could remember. I think there's 11, 11.6 acres. And I really think, goodness, I can't remember. I think there's two or three acres that could be added onto it for future expansion. And so we can look at other things. And I'm open to that, but I've given the chief pretty much what he needs, uh, the mayor's is, is working with, with the chief with, with what okay. he's needed. Well, we just have another minute or two in our interview. It uh, flies by fast, um, but uh, uh, tell us what it is that you, um, we want to give you an opportunity to, to answer any question that we haven't been smart enough to ask. So um, uh, just uh, give us, give us your kind of sense of, of what you want to communicate to the voters of Fayetteville as they make this decision. Well, I, I want to I want to communicate this. I don't know if it's a question back to you, but uh, I wrote down just a few things that uh, uh, I think we've already expressed that I love this city and I love the people, and I love serving the people. Now I want y'all to know I have a very strong work ethic. I mean, I guess my question back to you: Do you know how many? Do you know? how many city council meetings I've missed in 20 years. I'm I have a general there. idea. So I'm going to be there. I'm not, and that's two a month, something that didn't count special ones, but I have a, 
And I know that may not mean a lot to a lot of folks, but I think that, that, that shows my dedication to this city and what I offer. I bring a strong work ethic. I'm up at 4.30 every morning. I'm in the office between 6 and 6.30. And as I always tell folks, I work from 6 in the morning to exhaustion. And um, I go to bed about 11 o'clock and I'm up at 4.30. And I, I work, I have strong work ethic. I work Saturdays, Sundays, weekends. And I do that because I love what, I love this city and I love serving the people of this city. I've got the experience too. I've seen the highs, I've seen the lows. I know what I'm doing. I've got the vision, I've got the strength. And I just want the people to continue to let me serve them. So I hope they'll remember me November 3rd and vote for Lonnie Jordan, because I am the mayor of this city. All right. Well, uh, we really appreciate you spending time with us today and uh, uh, certainly wish uh, you well as you as you move forward and as everybody moves forward to November 3rd and Decision Day. And uh, um, good luck with everything you're working on down there at City Hall. Thank you all. Thank you all for taking the time to interview me today. Mayor, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Yep.